Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And we are the play lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? On Sundays, we start with a prayer, then the ups and downs for the week. What are the unions up to now? Uh, nobody's talking about this, and I really want to get your opinion uh, based on the Constitution. Followed by the weekly morality check and this day in history, if we get to it. This day in history? Yes. What's that mean? What happened on this day in history. Oh, oh, what happened on this day in history. And I'll tell you what happened. One thing, one major thing, JFK was assassinated today. I did not remember that. Yep. That's why I'm the producer. Good. (laughs) All right. It's Sunday, so it's time for a prayer. This is a prayer for Thanksgiving by Susan Francis Bonner. You want me to read it? It's your prayer. Okay, I'll read it. Dear God, we are your creations. We are your children. Hear our prayers of Thanksgiving. In our time of want, we thank you for the food on our table, the warm clothes that we wear, and those that help provide us with sustenance. In our time of spiritual and moral need, we thank you for family and friends and the insight to turn to you, our Lord, our God, for guidance. In our time of hopelessness, we thank you for lifting us upon your broad shoulders, giving us hope and helping us to be all that we can be. Dear God, thank you for our lives, our loves, and the wisdom to look to you for divine strength. Amen. Amen. All right, the ups and downs for the week. Who wants to take a bet? Do we get through it in the first hour? You're taking bets now? <laughs> this is supposedly going to be an up, but it would be a good way to start today. The Associated Press. Yes, I wanted to start with something light until we get, before we get into the darkness. Okay. 
A Tennessee resident reunited with her dog that disappeared seven years ago from her old home in Ohio says, well, I got to redo that sentence. What kind of sentence is this? A Tennessee resident reunited with her dog that disappeared seven years ago from her old home in Ohio says she can't even describe how happy she was to see her pet. Punctuation, people. Punctuation, commas. They don't know what commas are anymore? There's quite a few missing from that sentence. Not even the best thing. I learned English from reading, so. Now, Mishka was three years old when she vanished from the backyard of owner Paula Graff's home in Hamilton. But Graff had an identification microchip implanted under the skin of the small dog, described as part Pekingese, part Terrier. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> What's your problem? Well, let's take one yappy dog and mix it with another <laughs> yappy dog to make it more yappier. <laughs> she said she never gave up hope of seeing her beloved pet again. Oh, I know you guys in apartments need little dogs, but man, they're just so noisy. Why? But if she had home. a chip, this is what I don't understand. If she had a chip inside the skin, why did it take seven years to get the dog back? That's a long time. Three years. No, she was seven three years? years old. Oh. Well, when she lost her. Right. Why did it take seven years? Because they're not going to tell you. you well, know? <laughs> I know, yeah, it said seven years ago. <laughs> I guess she brought it to the vet, and the vet routinely scans all dogs now. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to tell us. But, uh, but they will. Um, let's see. She's my heart. She's always, always has been. That's why I get, never gave up, Graf told. WLWTV TTV Oh, it's in Cincinnati WLWTTV Cincinnati What was that What was that sitcom Something in Cincinnati Can't remember Oh, anyway Grab was reunited with Mishka on Tuesday After the Animal Friends Humane Society In Hamilton, about 30 miles north Of Cincinnati gave her home in Sunbright, Tennessee, to say her dog had been found through the facility's routing routine scanning of strays for microchips. Well, that's how they found it. The facility routinely scans for microchips. Whoever, I guess, had the dog for that many years before it ran away never had it scanned. That's, uh, that's a terrible thing to do to somebody. Uh, I think routinely, if you find someone's dog before you make it yours, you should see if you can get it scanned. All right. Um, Grass said the dog had been there a few days before the scanning located the microchip. Normally, it's on the back of the neck, but her chip had slid down on her side, and they finally found it, Grass said. Oh, that's why it took so long. The facility's outreach coordinator, Tara Brown, said reuniting owners with pets is always rewarding. The joy that they feel, it's why we're here, Brown said. She encourages all pet owners, including Mike, to microchip their animal. My neighbors, my neighbor breeds uh, terriers. Uh, what kind of they? Uh, uh, I don't know. Everybody loves those dogs. 
but it's a type terrier. Schnauzer, that's it. It was a Schnauzer, not a terrier. So yeah, miniature Schnauzers. Uh, wow, she's got like a pack of them, They're like piranha. I love the dogs to death, but there's too many dogs. And they're noisy. It's just like a little grain of rice, Brown said. It's implanted in between their shoulder blades under the skin. It stays there. It doesn't come out. Grass said she's very thankful to have Mishka back and grateful that whoever had her pet apparently fed her well. Well, I know these dogs, everybody falls in love with these little dogs, but don't, don't pick up stray dogs without trying to find the owner. An up down from betafinanceyahoo.com. A protester is removed by security as Donald Trump speaks during a campaign stop. During a Sunday morning interview, real estate mogul Donald Trump expressed some support for his fans who repeatedly punched and kicked a heckler the day before at a presidential campaign rally. After his Fox and Friends interviewer referred to the incident as the man being roughed up, Trump said, I don't know, rough up. Maybe he should have been roughed up because it was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. The Republican frontrunner repeatedly called his heckler obnoxious. The man that was, I don't know, you say roughed up. He was so obnoxious and so loud, he was screaming. I had 10,000 people in the room yesterday, 10,000 people, and this guy started screaming by himself, Trump recalled. I have lots of fans, and they were not happy about it. And this was a very obnoxious guy who was a troublemaker, who was looking to make trouble, he continued. The Communist News Network reported that at a Saturday Trump rally in Birmingham, Alabama, I've been there, a man wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt was punched and kicked by attendees as he was ejected for heckling the candidate. Okay, you know I what? I think this is fine. You know, these are citizens taking right. care of Again. business. We're getting sick and tired of these people. This is what we need to do and bring back shunning. They're all dysfunctional. They're all dysfunctional. I keep talking about shunning all the time. This is a, this is a form of uh, shunning, shunning. It's a little more violent. Well, the guy was screaming at the oh, top of his lungs. Yeah, I understand. You, you tell enough the guy, is enough. Tell the guy to shut up. If he starts shouting profanities, then, well, uh, that's, I'm sorry, disorderly conduct. It's against the law. It's disorderly conduct. I know. I don't agree with that law, though. Well, I don't agree with the way it's written. I, I believe that someone like that, in that situation, they're violating other people's rights, and that's the purpose of law, to protect other well, people's and the, and the other And the other thing, Brian, is how do they know that this man wasn't going to do harm to other people in the audience? Well, he does it. These Black Lives Matter people are shooting cops. So you Right, know. exactly. How did they know he wasn't going to pull out a gun? I don't know that they do or not. How did you know? How did he know that I wasn't going to pull out a gun? I mean, he was told to leave. We because like, in we these kind of things, you're not allowed to carry a weapon. If you got a concealed carry permit, you cannot take your gun there. That's a political event. They're barred from political events. They're barred from uh, stadium events. They're barred from government buildings. And I can carry open almost ev anywhere. I much prefer it to giving up my rights. Look, I hate to tell people we are not France. 
we are not Germany. We are Americans, and we have to start standing up again. You are not allowed to behave the way you just want to be behave at any given moment. You, we have a constitution, and yes, you have freedoms, but your freedoms end when you infringe on mine. That's the way, that's what I said. <laughs> About a hundred different ways. Well, I know that. we have to keep saying it over and over again because we are being we're under attack, people. We are seriously under attack by crazies. Yeah, these Black Lives Matter people are nuts. And now they're bringing in and they're getting refugees. They're getting you know, but they're getting they're getting in views with more attaboys all the time, encouraging them from everywhere. They got, don't forget they got Al Sharpton encouraging them, and uh, don't forget we got the human right UN Human Rights Council that uh, amazingly said, "Why are you here? What does this have to do with anything?" Black Lives Matter is a racist statement. It's a racist statement. Black lives, if Black lives matter so much to black people why are black people constantly killing black people the overwhelming killer killer in the ghettos and of black people are other black people so uh, i guess black lives really don't matter to you so it's just a slogan yeah and don't say don't tell them all lives matter that sets them off boy because <laughs> don't be talking sense to them in fact, if you if you're out and about and they're out and about, I'd advise you not to be out and about. With because they're just you don't know what they're going to do. They're crazies. At least half the half a dozen attendees shoved and tackled the protester. What that wasn't a protest. It was screaming. It was heckling. He was a heckler, not a protester. A black man to the ground as he refused to leave the event. At least one man punched the protester, and a woman kicked him while he was on the ground, the network reported. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, Trump's spokeswoman told Communist News Network that the campaign does not condone this behavior. Why not? It's called liberty. It's called, that's what's supposed to happen. Government is not supposed to do things for us all the time. We're supposed to do for ourselves. That's the citizenry saying, you're rejected, bud. Now you're ejected. And if you resist, well, you're going to get hurt, right? Right? Exactly. And don't get in a fist fight with someone with a gun. Okay? Trust me, it's good advice. Never get in a fist fight with someone with a gun. So, was that an up-down? I thought it was, what's the down? <laughs> the down is that they're, they're, he was doing it to begin with. That's not a down. That's just average. Hecklers? It's no big deal. They happen all the time. It's just that these left-wing little progressive socialist comedy fascist bastard black lives matter people don't care about anybody else's rights but their own. And they don't care about whitey at all. They're all racist. Yes, they are. All right, let's let's go. Let's make a hashtag. White lives matter. Let's see how well like, everybody responds to that, shall we? You know, where are they getting the money to make these t-shirts? People buy them. They're not giving them away. That's what I'm saying. To me, they're giving That's the, we don't know. Al Sharpton's involved. That's all I know. And this is Alabama. How many percentage of that that audience was black as well? I have no idea. It, they are 
it's a very black area, so there could have been lots of them. I noticed they didn't want to say anything about the skin color of the people beating them up. Nope. That's why I brought this up. Well, because it really doesn't matter. Skin color really shouldn't matter. It, it, it shouldn't, but they're making it an issue. Oh, we don't know. Well, they're making being black. Yeah, they're making black lives. I said treat, treat them like the fuzzy muzzies want to be treated. Uh, keep them in the Stay in your neighborhood. Do what you want. Come outside of it. Uh-uh. And we're not going to give you any services. No police, no fire, no ambulance. Do it for yourself. Black Lives Matter. Show us how it's done. That's a good one. Really? Because <laughs> they are screaming for all these services. Yeah, well, no, they're, they don't want... A lot of them don't want cops in their neighborhood at all. And I'm, I'm all for that. I have no problem with that at all. And they hate black cops just as much as white cops, if you, if you don't know that. You might have noticed there were black cops being assassinated. But they really hate Whitey. You're going to have to play the Shmir Shmaj Shaboo-Boo nonsense again. Oh, I am? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For World Net Daily, this is a down. And the problems of refugees gone AWOL extend beyond the risk to national security. Kokoran, who authors the Refugee Resettlement Watchdog blog, said another problem has to do with health concerns. Some of the refugees have to start on certain medical treatments for, say, tuberculosis, and there's no way to tell if they are continuing their medical regime when they leave and don't check in at their new home, she said. Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal is one of 32 governors who have said they don't want Syrian refugees, while nearly 100 mayors of cities across the U.S. have told Obama in a letter they want more of them to be sent to their cities. Well, here to send them to those cities only. No, if you're governor, of, uh, Brian. If you want it, yeah, look, if your mayor wants to do it, then, well, no, not if he's going against the governor. That's what I'm saying. If th- your governor says no, this isn't, that they, means they don't no. have 100 mayors in Alabama. This is Louisiana. Or Louisiana. There's not a hundred cities. There's more than a hundred cities in Louisiana. Are you kidding me? You want me to look it up? You go right ahead. I've actually <laughs> been there. Yeah, just in Louisiana. I mean, just in New Orleans. No, no uh, yeah. Well, what do you mean just? That's a city. That's got to have a mayor. But I mean, it's it's like they're they have that the cap. It's like here. There's gonna be. I don't think even we have a hundred mayors, do we? No, we don't. We don't. This is Montana. Because, well, <laughs> if they didn't say, if you read the sentences and it just listen, a hundred mayors of cities across the U.S. I know, dear. Not in, no, you don't. You just said they were all in Louisiana. <laughs> okay. No. no, they're all across. So I say, as long as the governor's for it and uh, the mayors want it, send them all to them. But I don't want any of them brought here. But, I mean, if you're going to, well, send them to the people who want them. Don't send them to the people who don't because, well, we might get rid of them. Oh, there's a lot of way to get rid of refugees. Think about it. Well, they're not going to be tracking them. Well, they're obviously not tracking them. They'll, they'll disappear. But I guarantee they're, they're putting some in Missoula. These people act up at all in Montana, and they're going to find themselves on the wrong end of a firearm. 
So despite a majority of Amer Americans opposing the Syrian refugee program, 53%, President Caesar Bracus Obamanus has made the policy a priority and derided his opponents as fear mongers who are against helping widows and orphans. Oh my God, the orphans, the 35-year-old orphans. Because they're all males of, overwhelmingly, all Muslim males of fighting age. Not a lot of women at all. And only 2% of all the refugees brought here were Christian. 2, 2, 2%. Two yes, we are a, we are not a Muslim country, and we don't want to become a Muslim country, and this guy would love us to be a Muslim country, because that'll further cause chaos, and eventually the whole thing is going to crumble. Notice, though, it's hard, It's really hard to crush us. You would think we would have already been done his first term in office. So we're only helping these widows and orphans. I don't even know where the widows are. I, I, I haven't seen any women in any of the pictures that I've seen. So I don't know where these widows and orphans are coming from. And the ones that went across to Germany, those were all males and fighting. I don't know women and children. Look, they're invading us, and we're too stupid to know what they're doing. For God's sakes, before you have an opinion about something, read up on it. Study Islam before you have an opinion on it. If you don't study the Quran and the Sharia and the Hadiths, then don't open your mouth about Islam. You don't know anything about it. You just know what other people that you just accept think about it, that they're right. Don't do that. your Get your own opinions, all right? You know, and don't I, don't spout mine either. Get your own damn opinions. They're yours. Take in information and develop your own opinions. And I like the caller that uh, was on the Dana show while we were listening to a podcast that actually said he read the whole Quran. I was like, good for you. He, he was, wanted to know. Yeah, he in the Hadiths, yeah. He wanted to know what this was well, all about. Well, that's what I did before all this. I mean, I was just studying every religion I could find. But it's an evil religion. If you want to if you want to even call it a religion, because it's much more than a religion. When the religion is a government, and all, it's everything the pe for the people, and that's it. It's the whole enchilada. The only book you need is the Quran, to read is the Quran. That's, that's what they teach. That's why they're still in seventh century. Look, I, you know, think this guy copied from the Jews or the Torah. It, and the Talmud. Look at Leviticus. It's saying pretty much the same thing as the the Quran says for, for that portion. The difference is Jews aren't following that anymore because, well, that was for a different time, when a long, long time ago. These nut jobs are still doing it. And everyone's like, oh, they misunderstood. Yeah, you misunderstood them, all right. They can't wait to kill you. And don't you think that uh, the socialists and the communists and all, all, all the different parties are going to try and pull an Arab Spring here in the United States? That's what I think they're trying to make happen, but they haven't been able to yet. All right, so uh, 53%, but we're all cowards. He said it was shameful that conservatives would place a religious test on the refugee. Why the heck not? 
when there, we know there are religions that want to take us over and kill us. I think we have a right to say, well, we don't want that so-called religion here. And again, the, fir the First Amendment was about Christianity, not about all religions. There were no Muslims here. There were just different sects of Christians. And that's why the Establishment Clause only says Congress shall pass no law respecting the establishment of religion. First, Congress has to pass a law to for that to go into effect. It cannot be anything else but Congress passing a law. It can't be a teacher. It can't be a. It can't be a school. It can't be uh, the principal. It can't be. Uh, I don't know the courtroom that has the Ten Commandments in it. It has to be Congress. And if you want to apply uh, the notion that Fourteenth uh, applies to the Bill of Rights to the states, that section of the states, uh, well, that's fine. Then their legislative branch would have to pass a law, just because that would be the equivalent of Congress on the state level, say. But if they don't pass a law, it doesn't matter. There could be a cross on the front of the courthouse. doesn't matter. doesn't have anything to do with the First Amendment. So anyway, the only so we should have a religious. Oh, let's say let's let's just have these poor, useless, murdering bastards immigrate to our country. That's what we need to live under the crate. You live in abject poverty. You have nothing. You produce nothing. That's why NASA couldn't find NASA could find Mars, Neptune, the Moon. Can't find one thing that Muslims have done for the world. Not one. I'm waiting for their Remember Obama put them on it. That was their job now, not space. What happened? Where was this great information we were supposed to get from NASA? All we got is crickets. Because there is nothing good about Islam. All right, I'm getting too worked up. We're going to go to commercial breaks. Uncooperative radio show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh my, you might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. <laughs> Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour one and a half. One point five. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, religious tests. Oh, what a harm! It's amazing. They throw these things. How dare we be politically incorrect? And do you, did you listen to him? He's making fun of us, talking down to us, just like Hitler is doing on the campaign trail. She's back to her shrilling. I, I, if I never hear that woman's voice again, it's too soon. All right. Um. Anyway, so fear mongers. Where I'm, I'm ashamed that conservatives would place a religious test on the refugees and accept only Christians from Syria and Iraq. 
I, it isn't Christians blowing things up, it's Muslims. So that, yeah, I only want to take Christians. I want to take the people not blowing things up. But like we've been saying. If we're going to have to take any of them, this is which the new- I say no to the whole bunch, it's not our problem. This is part of the people overseas. There's no reason for us to be involved. It's not our theater. That's up to Europe to deal with. Don't bring them here. Well, like we say on every show now, the newest thing that you brought up, Muslims are fleeing Muslims? Really? Well, yeah, That's what kill, we care? They kill each other, too. But, you know, just understand if the, if the, no, you understand, if the tables were turned, they'd be doing the same thing. They've been doing this for, for hundreds of years. Lots and lots of hundreds of years. I'm talking about, you know, about 660 AD, although I have heard 552, uh, which is what I thought when I was done with my studies, but. Either or, it really doesn't matter. Let them, they we're so happy about the Arab Spring over there, and they're so happy to welcome those refugees. Give them all of them. There's no reason to bring them here. We've got an ocean between us. They can't get here easily. Leave it that way. No, let's import them. Because there are mostly good Muslims. No, there's mostly not crazy Muslims that are waiting for an opportunity to kill us when they know they're going to win, when they have the upper hand. They don't have the upper hand in America right now, so they're not talking smack. But look look at the percentage of them that are admitting that they support violent jihad. It's high. So what are you going to do? They're already here. They support it. Why aren't they doing jihad then? Because they know they can't win right now. Right now they're winning playing the politically correct card. Like they always do. They ask you for protection. They come in. They scream. Oh, everybody's against us. Everybody, oh, everybody's mean to us. And then, you know, you protect them. They stay to themselves. They grow their communities. They infiltrate your laws and your politics. And then, before you know it, the Muslims are in charge. That's the game plan. And if you don't understand silent jihad, you need to look it up. There are three stages of silent jihad. Anyhow, this despite the fact that Obamanus appears to have a religious test of his own, accepting almost exclusively Muslims from Syria, more than 97%. Of the nearly 2,200 Syrians taken by the U.S. so far, only 53 have been Christians, who are the most savagely persecuted minority in the Middle East, according to independent trackers like Open Doors and 21st Century Wilberforce Institute. This is not the first time authorities have wanted to know the location of potentially dangerous Muslim refugee. There was a case in 2007 in which the FBI was looking for several Iraqis resettled in Tennessee. And the authorities, our FBI, wanted the resettlement agency to tell them where the Iraqis were and the agency, Church World Service, not only refused, but filed a lawsuit along with ACLU and CARE. Oh, my God, did I get married? Communist Liberation Union and CARE? Oh. Don't, have, don't just get, wow. <laughs> CARE. Unbelievable. Yeah, why are they still here? 
they've been connected to to they have Muslim ties. Why does Kara still exist? Well, and when we were talking Council about Islamic relations, when we were American talking, care <laughs> we care. We're Muslims. We care. When we were, you care to kill us? That's what you care to do. Can I go now? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay. When we were talking last show and reading Michelle Malkin's book in defense of internment, I said that the criteria with which the DOJ at the time and the FBI were using describes CARE to a T. They were looking for organizations like CARE. I know. We, we just don't do that anymore. It's ridiculous. There are there, there's no such thing as of uh, radical Islam. There's no such thing, and he's right. There's no such thing as radical Islam. Islam is radical, period. Well, they their whole job is to kill us and and make this an Islamic world. That's their whole goal, and they're not misguided. They're correct. That's what it teaches. If people want to, you know, say they're in that religion and ignore all the. Uh, nonsense in there I, that's possible to do but when the time's turned when the time comes where the fuzzy buzzies are gonna win and and there looks very much so you'll suddenly see those so-called moderate muslims suddenly turn jihadi again takia t-a-q-i-y-y-a No, it doesn't mean to kill you. <laughs> Although, yeah, it does, but that's not what it stands for. All right, blocking the FBI from finding the location of these Iraqis, Kokoran said. The contractor told the government they didn't want to reveal the location, refusing to give information to the point of filing a lawsuit. It appears that Muslim refugees have the same rights as Americans on day one of their arrival in the U.S., even if they are arriving from a jihadist stronghold like Syria. This happens all the time, Corcoran said. Here's what the contractors will tell you. In America, we can move about. You can pick up and move, and so can a refugee. This is America. We let people move without notifying the authorities. Really? How about uh, so-called sex offenders that are on that list, even though there's a bunch of them that aren't sex offenders on that list? But, okay, th if they move, they have to tell the government where they are. Same with felons. If they're still on probation, and they're still on probation, on uh, parole, you mean? On parole, yeah. And and say, look, everybody has records of us. I love it. We have to give records to what? For Obamacare? We for have, the IRS? We have nothing with these people. We have no records of these people covered in here, and we can't even keep track of them. They're gone. They're in the wind. Well, you know, just keep feeling. Ah, all religions are equal. No, they're not. It's all not civilizations, a all civilizations are not equal. All races are not equal. All sexes are not equal. I can keep going. All the it's different different ways, but we are not equal. You know, you're born equal, but then again, after that, it's it's on you, based on your decisions you make throughout your life. That's where you end up. But they have everything on us, she's right. And 
We don't have nothing on them. Nothing. The NSA. They the... might have printed them, but they have no information about them. They only have their fingerprints now. So what? Brian, the NSA has been spying us on us, the citizens, for how long? And these people are just going to walk in. Right. They're not just going to walk in. They're facilitated. You got to make sure they get all the money and all the help that they deserve. Moving along. Oh, please be it up. It says it's up. From IsraelNationalNews.com. IsraelNationalNews.com. I've never been there. That's not an Israeli site I'm familiar with. I just found it. Uh, it's via World Net Daily. Obviously. Oh, you found it through World Net Daily. Mm -hmm. So I put it in my favorites. Well, then you're supposed to give a hat tip to World Net Daily when you say where you got it. Okay. Well, the link is World Net Daily when I put it up, too, on the blog. IsraelNationalNews.com. But the link is from World Net Daily, so that's the hat tip. No, you. the link's supposed to be to the link of the story on Israel National News. World Net Daily gets a hat tip because they put you onto it. That's how it works. That's how it works in the blog, too. You do the same thing. If you go to a blog and, you know, he's just pontificating, go to the link, get the information, and then you give him a hat tip with a link back to his story. I didn't explain all the rules of blogging to her yet. <laughs> okay. I just so I just figured there's a bunch of other people listening right now that have off. no clue. Yeah, so I figured what the heck give I'll give a whole lesson. All right, this again uh, is from IsraelNationalNews.com, and the link should be to the actual article, not that because that's the front page. Things roll off the front page. And then, hat tip, World Net Daily. A female Palestinian Arab terrorist attempted to stab pedestrians at Brigade Square in Samaria Sunday morning, just after 9.15 a.m. Her attempt was thwarted after former Samaria Regional Council head Gershon Masika, who lives in Elon Moreh, 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 close, Moreh, that's probably it, Marech. Close to the intersection, plowed his car into her. Soldiers on duty then shot her, neutralizing her on sight. Soldiers? We don't, we don't let our soldiers carry guns to the base. Which soldiers shot her? <laughs> they, they're allowed to have guns? How come our army can't have guns? Just saying. The terrorist is listed as in serious condition. She was later declared dead. At the scene. Yay! Sorry, the only good buzzy is a dead buzzy. Well, you know they're not lying to you once they're dead. Masika suffered nothing but a few scratches in stopping the attack. There are no other injuries reported. I heard someone shout terrorist and ran toward a girl from Harbraka wielding a knife. Masika stated it in an interview with Army Radio in minutes after the attack. I made a quick decision. I veered to the right and slammed into her. A soldier then came and finished it. We, we always, I always say, don't forget, your car's a lethal weapon. There's so much to this, If Brian. you can run someone over and, and rather than pulling a gun and shooting at them, you'll be much better off. This much, you're guaranteed to hit, hit the person if you hit them with a car. There's so much to this. There's there's no way in hell 
we would scream terrorists here because we're so conditioned, right? Right. The soldiers are carrying guns, not here. I mean, and this is just one terrorist. And the other thing, Obama, that was a woman. Oh, and by the way, in Israel, they're going back to, they were talking about going back to making it mandatory that everybody have a firearm. They used to do that, and it was great. And I don't know why they stopped. I don't, well, as soon as the government does doesn't seem like they they feel like they need your help, suddenly you don't need guns anymore, and then and then oh wait everything's changed. No, the only way we're going to fix this is everybody has to have guns. Well, why don't just we just understand everybody should have guns everywhere. Everybody should have guns. I know you you don't want to because it it clashes with your outfit. They got guns now that are all sparkly and purple and pink and for women. So don't give me that. The weight, whatever. Okay, fine. I I understand that. But life's inconvenient. What can I tell you? You don't have to carry it, but you have to own it. But you don't carry it. Don't carry it. But then when you get into trouble and you wished you had it, remember what i said on the show everybody should carry a firearm everybody an armed society is a polite society and again terrorists have a hard time doing anything because wherever they go there's people with guns so <clears throat> a down again from israelnationalnews.com in the wake of the European Union's decision to label Israeli products from Judea, Samaria, and the Golan Heights, a German department store has removed Israeli products from its shelves. Huh? Something missing there. To label Israeli products from Judea, Samaria, and Golan. What difference does that make? Oh, because they're telling exactly where they're coming from. They're biblical names not the the new names the arabs want to call it it's now i see okay well that's really stupid and all you people that buy into this nonsense that land they're naming it like this because those are the areas that uh, you're trying to say palestinians have a right to no they don't fuzzy buzzies put a mosque on top of their temple on the Temple Mount doesn't belong there. It's Israel. It's their temple. And it was there first, as you can tell, because their piece of crap mosque is on top of it. And they kicked you out. So there should not be one there anymore. I don't care. They're going to say, oh, start a war. Yeah, blow up that mosque. They're going to, they're coming after you anyway. You might as well do it now before they wait till they have the atomic bomb. Uh, so I say go for it. I don't know why they listen to our government at all. They should do whatever they, is in the best interest of Israel, not the United States. The story question is Kedawi which is located in Berlin and is Europe's largest department store. A spokeswoman for Kadewey, K-A, capital K, and then an A, 
capital D, E, capital W, E, told the Desh Spiegel magazine that the store would return Israeli products to its shelves, but only after fixing the labels. She did not provide details on what kinds of products were pulled. Responding to KWE's decision, a diplomatic source in Israel said on Saturday night that KWE's move is appalling and disappointing. The store has a duty to repair the unnecessary damage it caused. Whoever starts with labeling products does not know how it will end. Following the EU's labeling decision, Israeli officials responded with anger, saying the move was essentially a boycott of Israel. EU officials, however, have denied that the EU is boycotting Israel. Last week, the EU's ambassador to Israel, Lars Feyborg-Anderson, lashed out at critics of the body's controversial decision. Talk of a European boycott just does not stand up to reality check. He asserted at the Jerusalem Post diplomatic conference. Let me say loud and clear, Europe is not boycotting Israel and Europe is not boycotting settlements. Feyborg-Anderson further claimed that settlement products will continue to be marketed in Europe and stressed that EU's relations with Israel were among the closest, most diverse, and most intense the EU has with any non-member state. That's not saying much, really. <laughs> uh, labeling, purposely making a law about labeling because of Israel is boycotting Israel. There you go. Uh, Faborg Anderson further claimed, oh, I did that, right? Yeah. I don't think they're, I, I, I don't know. I find the EU to be full of corrupt piece of crap bureaucrats. That guy who, what was his name, Salon or something, who started the, man, I wrote everything I could find on that guy. And I took, I can't believe the EU, the people in Europe signed up to the EU. It's just ridiculous. It's well, just one more step towards the UN running everything. They got sold the bill of goods because they're socialists, Brian. Socialism's the only point of socialism is communism. Take it up with Stalin. And again, it's not working. They're collapsing. It's, it's never worked. It's never. What do you mean? The U.S. has collapsed. Cuba collapsed. Venezuela. Venezuela collapsed. And, and now more and more uh, starting in the South American socialist policies of, you know, it's always it's always that nonsense they're going to give you stuff. It's always uh, populist politics. Don't vote for me and I'll give you this. Uh, I'm going to take from the rich and give to the poor. They never do. They take from the rich, right? And the poor stays poor and the rich go away. And it, it just gets worse. But. Moving on to an up-down from World Net Daily. That's all you're going to say about that? What do you want me to say about it? Because Israel's getting slammed I'd buy them on, I'd buy them on purpose because they're doing that. I'd say in America that they will label the same way. I would buy products from them. But no. I don't know that they market products here. If they do, I would just say bust the boycott in Europe by increasing sales in the United States. Well, did you hear what the Obama administration said about this? Some idiot from the State Department? He would no. not answer the question that was posed to him directly. What was the question? Is the Obama administration going to support Israel 
or to condemn the EU for boycotting Israel. He's not going to condemn anything. He he's no friend of Israel. First of all, he, he has no use for it. And then there's my my fellow conservatives on the right who who think a Zionist run war of there's a Zionist run world. Uh, well, I, it depends how you look at it. There are a lot of bankers that are Jewish, but that's not their fault. It's yours. It's ours for not being bankers. They're good at it. That's what they they do. They make money. They have businesses. They have banks. No, I'm pissed off at the whole banking system. Not just the Jewish bankers. The rest of them, too. The whole banking system is BS. It's part of Keynesian, which is saying socialist policies. And they've worked out so well for us, haven't they? In the whole world. None of this is capitalism. We are not a capitalist country. I'm sick of hearing people say it. You don't know what capitalism is, obviously. First of all, I wish we'd stop using capitalism. We, people like want free markets, didn't come up with the word capitalism. That comes from Das Kapital, written by Karl Marx. It's a negative name. It's a derogatory term. Why are we using it? We are nowhere near a free market country. Are you out of your mind? This market is so regulated, it's ridiculous. And that's why it's now stagnant at 0% interest rates. And now they're talking about going to negative interest rates. And they've done this over in Europe. And the way that works is instead of making money every month on your savings, you lose money every month on your savings. Yes, and he asked me, you asked me before the show if you had said this last show, and I said, yes, you did. <laughs> you kept, Look, we're, we're going to repeat ourselves because, and not like the libtards, like the progs, in hopes I, I that... I don't have talking points. Right, in hopes that it comes true. It's already true. We're, we're speaking to truth. We're just going to remind you over and over and over and over again because it is true. It is happening. Yes, it is, and and has, like I pointed out in Europe already. <clears throat> so watch your bank. They're also going to probably start putting limits on how much money you can take out at any given time, like they did in the EU. They're talking about it already. Well, they you can't put in certain amounts of money, can you? Don't they have like the ten thousand dollar limit? Oh, you could do it, but they report it right to the government because it's they consider that amount of cash going in to be criminal. Which now with legalized marijuana and all that stuff, but again the banks don't let the marijuana stores put money in their banks, so they they, they have all cash on hand. What's going to happen when they go cashless? That's what they're pushing. They want to go cashless. That happens. What happens to your money? It goes away. We'll talk a little more on the other side of break. Some cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. 
They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I, I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had another plan except the Shut! damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the Can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal! Shaft, now playing in an economy near you.
damn right. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour two. Yes. Just for you. They didn't, we didn't make it. <laughs> we did not make it. Didn't make what? Going through all the ups and downs at the top of the hour. <laughs> ah, so. Whoever, I win. you won. Whoever, but the house lost. Yes, always bet with the house. <laughs> Speaking of which, I like that new TV show. What's that called? The player. The player, yeah, it's the guy from Strike Force. Strike, strike back. back. Strike back. So I get confused when I'm watching sometimes. <laughs> he gets confused with a lot of these TV well, they shows. Went, well, they it went right from that show right to this show, and they canceled that. It's like so. I, mean, I don't. I had no time to like forget about it, which is. But it's a neat concept, and of course, big draw. Wesley Wesley Snipes is starring in it. Which is good. I I like watching his martial arts moves. All right, <clears throat> where was I? Oh yeah, Phyllis. World at Daily. Phyllis Schlaf. Schlaf. I, I never say. I can say her name right usually. Schlafly. An icon of conservative movement, who has been active for half a century, has a solution to save America and solve its illegal immigration crisis. Load them up on trains and ship them out. Every time they say, you can't deport these people, in my mind's eye, I see a picture of those railroad cars carrying the illegals out of our country when Eisenhower deported them. They say it was a failure. It wasn't at all, Schlafly told World Net Daily in an exclusive interview. No, it wasn't at all. It was and a, we a highlighted, major success. <laughs> we highlighted this exact operation last weekend. Last show on Thursday. I have been talking about this Forever. for 10 years. I know. And that's why I loved it that they brought this up. I'm wondering if she listened to our show, Brian. We just did this. I don't know. In my mind's eye, I see those railroad cars full of illegals going south. That's what they ought to do. It, because it said it again. Slafly. Slafly. Was referencing the 1954 campaign in which President Dwight D. Eisenhower sent some 3 million illegal aliens and sealed the U.S.-Mexico border. Eisenhower appointed retired General Joseph Jumpin' Joe Swing to arrange for buses and trains to take the illegals deep into Mexico and release them. Thousands more were shipped by boat. The campaign actually convinced many illegals to return to their home countries on their own. Actually, the overwhelming majority of them self-deported. 
<clears throat> but today, America is back in crisis mode as President Caesar, Barakas Obamas, refuses to enforce U.S. immigration law. Well, it is un- unconstitutional. And has been shielding more than 80% of illegals from deportation, which is also unconstitutional. Obama wants to change the charter of our country, Schlafly charged, reacting to an expose highlighted at the top of the Drudge Report on Friday. These people came in and have no comprehension of our constitutional system of limited government, of the people being in control. And I think it's very tragic, she continued. We had a wonderful country of freedom and prosperity, and that's why everyone in the world wants to come here. But we can't let everyone in the world in, and we need to be very persnickety about who we let in. We only want people who love America and want to be American. Absolutely. Amen to that. Well, unfortunately, we're not persnickety, and heck, we bust them in here. We, we, those, I saw the train cars full of those Central American Utes coming here. That's what I saw. Obamanus is the enemy. Never forget it. He doesn't love America. His wife doesn't love America. His pastor doesn't love America. I could go on. In fact, they hate America. It's amazing. You know they must be evil, because to hate God's country, you must be evil. To hate the Constitution, you must be evil. Now, what are the unions up to? And the weekly morality check. I hope she doesn't have a button to push, because she's not here. So, what are unions up to now? From the ass, O'Shea Press. A top official with the United Auto Workers said Thursday that he is unworried about provoking more hostility from Republicans by creating a joint coffee. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> no, not coffee. I, don't, I could use some. A joint office with Germany's largest union in Tennessee. The UAW and its German counterpart, IG Metall, Met- formally announced the creation of a joint office to promote labor issues at German automakers and suppliers doing business in the South. There's going to be some pushback from some really conservative elements in the South, I'm sure, said Gary Castile, the UAW's secretary-treasurer. But what's going to happen if we're doing this or if we're doing something else? Republicans, including U.S. Senator Bob Corker, Republican Tennessee, have been highly critical of the UAW's efforts to gain representation of workers and foreign automakers in the South. The South are uh, free right-to-work states. You don't have to be in a union, right-to-work, and you get paid the same even if you're not union. Anyway, so um, the efforts to gain representation of workers and foreign automakers in the South, Corker has engaged in a public feud with the UAW, ever since the debate over the government bailout of the audio industry during the Great Recession. But Corker has so far declined to comment on the two unions' decision to work together to try and boost wages 
and working conditions among the estimated 100,000 people working for German employers in the U.S. auto sector. Wolfgang Lem, a member of IG Metals Executive Committee, said the union can convert its influence among companies to apply the same approach to organized labor in Germany and the United States. And an imbalance in pay standards can hurt German workers at home, he said. I'm telling you, evil's just jumping up, screaming, I'm evil, love me, ha ha ha. This is hard. Anyway, uh, okay, so they're going to apply socialist union concepts, try and force it on workers in the South, it appears. Going around the state's right to work laws. How do you figure you're going to do that, bud? Get, you know, these people from out of state, the socialists, are just nothing is beyond what they're allowed to do. There is no constitution, there is no limit to what the government can do in this country anymore. It can do whatever the heck it wants. And it is doing whatever the heck it wants. It's becoming increasingly clear to our colleagues in Germany that if we continue to have pronounced low wages sector here, it will increase pressure on employees in German companies, Lem said in German. The two unions, Transatlantic Labor Institute, will be housed within UAW, United Auto Workers, uh, local 1853's Union Hall near the General Motors plant in Nashville, suburb of Spring Hill. The location will provide easy access to numerous suppliers around the region and to assembly plants of Volkswagen in Tennessee, Mercedes in Alabama, and BMW in the South. Carolina. The UAW on Wednesday prevailed over Volkswagen's objection to its petition to hold a union vote for skilled workers at the German automaker's plant in Chattanooga. The vote to represent 165 maintenance workers is scheduled to begin December 3rd and follows last year's loss by UAW in a vote among all blue-collar workers in the plant. The UAW's Castile said a win by the smaller group of workers at the plant would signal a first step in establishing a German-style works council at the plant that would represent both hourly and salaried employees. Volkswagen has argued the opposite, saying that the effort conflicts with its own one-team approach. Meanwhile, in the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, another socialist piece of crap, issued a report Thursday questioning whether any sort of works council would be legal under American law. Under U.S. law, there is no such thing as a as unionization light, wrote Glenn Spencer, vice president of the Chamber's Workforce Freedom Initiative. The UAW might advocate for something they call a works council, but in reality it would be nothing more than a tradition, traditional U.N. local. Yep. They're coming at us from every side imaginable, including from Europe. It's just, we're really, if we're not in it at times, we sure are moving into it. Okay. She's misunderstanding. And now for the weekly morality check. 
from Fox News. The Church of England is threatening legal action. Oh, what? You want to be talk more about the unions? I thought that was self-explanatory. We don't want unions here. What do, what do unions do for anything? Nothing. They just make everything more expensive. Whether it's government, there should be no unions in government whatsoever. Uh, or whether it's in the private sector. And now these socialists from Germany are trying to force their brand of socialism on us. Oh, the workers did the workers. That the workers are not complaining. They they've been doing good work, putting out good product at a reasonable price. Leave them the hell alone. But no, they won't until the whole world is socialist and the or the whole world is Muslim. Those are the two sides that are working together right now. Just say no to more government. Just say no to unions. Just say no to socialism. No. I will not take things from the government which is taking from my fellow citizens. That's unconstitutional. I will earn my goods. I will earn my way and I will pay my way. That's American. Not more money from the government. More government cheese. We need less government cheese, as in none. No national government cheese, and in my opinion, no local government cheese either. But, you know, that's a good thing about the Constitution, if we get back to it. The federal government goes away. And, oh, I should say the general government goes away, becomes federal again, and the states take over, as they're supposed to. We're not supposed to be a one-government country. We are supposed to be separate from state and national government. The duties of the state and the national government are different. The Constitution outlines the federal government's purview. If it doesn't say they have a power in there, they don't. You don't have to have a you don't have to have the Supreme Court interpret it for you. As a matter of fact, Constitution isn't interpreted. It's understood. I know the Constitution. I don't interpret it. I know it. I studied it. I went through the Constitutional Convention. Well, it's Philadelphia Convention of 1787. We call it the Constitutional Convention. Uh, I went through it day by day using James Madison's notes. And if you too would like to absolutely understand the founding of our country uh, and the Constitution, I suggest you check out my other show called Patriots Pub, patriotspub.us, patriotspub.us. U.S. history, the Constitution, just the facts, no politics. You get the facts, you decide. You'll know what the Constitution means without a shadow of a doubt. Where was that again? Patriotspub.us. Please listen from episode one or you'll miss the whole point of the project. It puts things, things have to be put in perspective, and that's why I started in 1763. And when you listen to Patriots Pub, you, you'll be able to make up your own mind why I chose 1763. I think it's pretty obvious, actually. Anyway, on to the weekly morality check. No? Oh, I can't help it. You weren't here. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's changing her shoes. 
if you're what am I supposed to sit around here and wait? This is radio. Let's go, Susan. Say something. Do Did something. you talk about does the Congress have their isn't this this constitutional Congress has no, Congress has nothing to do with it. With the unions? Nothing. Going out to nothing. other countries? Nothing. Aren't they supposed to do nothing. with foreign countries? Nothing. No. This isn't foreign countries. It it is a domestic business that's owned by a German company. That's nothing to do with the Constitution. You there's nothing in the Constitution about unions or labor. Nothing. Both unions and the Labor Relations Board are unconstitutional and don't exist. And they have little to say on this except uh, well if they didn't do the election right. But we'll see what happens. But they it was self-explanatory. We don't know anything because there's nothing, in, even in the unconstitutional worker laws in America, that allows for different, like uh, only a small portion of the company being unionized. You have to do. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing, and they're going to try and do what they do in Germany. Now that's illegal, but the LRB is, is now in complete control of the left, and they they say everything everything union is great and everything non-union is wrong. That's the way it is. But good news. Get back to the Constitution. They don't exist anymore. So everything about this is unconstitutional again. No, you were trying to apply a Constitution where it doesn't apply. Okay, that's why I wanted to ask you because I got The LRB confused. is unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows the government to regulate labor. Nothing. So we're done with that. So this doesn't constitute trade between no, two it, nations? No, it's not trade, Susan. Sorry. I'm asking because I, I was confused. It's What's to be confused? There's, they have auto working plants in the United States, more than one. And they own it. So they want to do this. It's theirs. They could pretty much should be able to do whatever they want. If we're at the Constitution and they wanted to do this, they can do this. Because if the workers want to join together and get, join a union and give all their freedom and rights up, that's their business. If there's such a piss ant worker that they can't get raises and they think the union is going to hand them money that they don't deserve they're right but again under the constitution now we got to go to state constitutions and there will be no uaw because there'd be no national unions because everything would vary state by state and but i know of no labor laws other than the right to work laws that were passed in the South, and that, will it will run afoul of. They are right-to-work states. The LLB really has nothing to say, because there are no unions. There's no unions. they right-to-work. So, if you're going to try and start a, a union, where they already passed the law and changed their constitution to say there shall be no union, well, now they got trouble, and that's what Germany's going to run into, because they're socialists and they're idiots. They, they could do what they do in Germany, you can do here. What's a, di a different country, dodo brain? We don't care about your German laws. It doesn't affect us. Well, and that's the same thing with Montana. It's a right to work state. It, if it's a, if they pass constitution, yeah, if did. they did, then it unions is. cannot work here. Right. But yet they do. Yes, they do. Because they tried to take over your thing. Yes, they did. Right. How? It's a right to work state. 
I don't know how they did it. I, and I should have looked into it because I'll I was tell you how them. they did it. There will be no mandatory joining. You work side by side. You make the same money. That's how it works in right to work states. I'm telling you that. So this is not unusual. There are places in the South in construction, for instance, where they're union workers, but they're also non-union workers. They both get paid the same. So, I mean, so who cares? Let them have. Let the people that want to save the union from getting fired because I'm a horrible, lazy piece of crap employee. I have a right to work too, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I should feel better about those people. At least they want to work, <laughs> like welfare people. Well, I'm sorry, they don't want to work. They don't. Not all of them. Mostly black folks in the ghetto. Because they don't want to work for whitey. I, but there's a lot of white people that don't want to work, too, Brian. Let's be fair. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, you may not want to work, but you end up working anyway. Uh, white people tend not to get welfare very easily. Uh, that may have changed, but it used to be the way it is. If you were black, you got it. If you're white, you pretty much didn't get it. Yeah, well, now with the Obama's administration, that does not true. No, <laughs> they're giving everybody everything because yep. they want everybody re to be relying on the government so that they could finish this and we're all socialists now be happy and then they'll just take your stuff away didn't the new york times say when we elected this doofus president that uh we are all socialists now wasn't that on the cover of time magazine i think it was and it had a red hand shaking a blue hand we're all socialists now that's saying the republicans too and he's right Republican party the elites are all progs. They completely took over the party. And they've convinced us that we can't leave the R or the Ds because otherwise we'll give the other side a win. So you got to vote R or D. You can't vote I because that takes away from D or R. It's amazing how they control us. It's amazing that we allow it. If this was the Constitutional Republic, we would have a free market. We would have no central bank. You know, that stupid thing we call the Federal Reserve that's not federal. It wouldn't exist. Lots of things wouldn't exist. Most things in life right now wouldn't exist because it, it's just all unconstitutional. It's been, it's like a cancer that's metastasized. It's everywhere. It's in your local government. It's in your school board. It's in the teachers that brainwash your children with nonsense. You know, I want to know all of these progs that keep saying that we have a moral obligation to bring these pieces of crap into our country. Why? That, I, I'd like that answered. They will not answer that question. Oh, that's the question that needs to be answered and answered by the, the lamestream media. But they won't do it because they have their own agenda. And it's the left. It's Obama. It's Chicago. I loved last night. We had to applaud Judge Janine. She went crazy on this one woman. <laughs> I've never listened to her but once or twice before. She's a yeller. Yeah. She just She's a little like me with the anger. <laughs> she did. She's like, goodbye. <laughs> just, they just cut her off, cut the lip tart off the frog because she kept asking her the question, where in the Constitution is there any obligation that we have for any other citizens but our own? 
where find it in the right. constitution the, and they would never she wouldn't answer they're, it they're trying to say it's more it's a, the right moral decision governments don't make moral decisions people do governments make well, legal decisions lawful decisions using the power that people have granted them and none other and well her answer the prog's answer was this is the united states of america yeah we know that what's your point Actually, it's pretty much the USS of A right now. We just had socialist before state. But that's their answer. Every time somebody asks that question. It's the right thing to do. It's the American. It's un-American to turn them away. That's what the president said. Uh, no, you're un-American. There's nothing about your administration that's American. There's nothing about the overwhelming number of national laws on the books that are not even legal. They're void. They're garbage. They're gone. You know what? I, the next time that if we had ever had somebody on, or, or you listeners out there, go tell the other talk show hosts because we don't get callers. Next time they say this is it's America, it's the American way, you turn around and say no. The American way, the American histories, we turned people away. We kicked people out of this country. Again, the thing on the bottom of the stat Statue of Liberty was not made by France. It says the exact opposite of what the statue stands for. It was written by a, a socialist, a female, a black female socialist. And it's a portion of her poem that was put on that damn pedestal by a proc to destroy, to destroy with the true meaning. But no, you got to take your huddled masses. Yeah, that's Tommy Kami Woodrow Wilson. He said, we need to overwhelm America with immigrants that don't understand this rugged American individualist, and they will accept our socialist government. And he's right. And that's what they did. And that's what they kept doing. And they're still doing it. They're in overdrive now. They're always taking refugees. Look at how much Im crappy immigration I have now. I'm bringing them in every way from the south, planes, boats. Let's just get on. They're coming in the TARDIS. I don't know. <laughs> we'll explain that, what the, that meant. All right. This is Young Cooperative Radio. Show you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. I'm not hearing you. Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. 
Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 800 If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour two and a half. Yeah. Now you're doing the halves? Oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to like this one, Brian. Yeah, maybe. From Fox News. The Church of England is threatening legal action over the rejection of a one-minute film featuring the Lord's Prayer that it wanted to run before showing of the new Star Wars film that opened shortly before Christmas. Church officials say the decision not to air the short film amounts to religious discrimination against the church. The Archbishop of Canterbury. You should look up the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Canterbury Tales. Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, said Sunday, 
It is extraordinary that cinemas won't show the film in a in the week before Christmas. The advertisement shows the Lord's Prayer being recited by members of the public. It was cleared by British film classification and advertising agencies, but turned down by Digital Cinema Media, which handles advertisements for major film chains in Britain. Church officials said they were told the advertisement could potentially cause offense. Really? The Lord's Prayer is offensive. There's a lot of offensive crap in uh, in your country and mine, but uh, that isn't one of them. I don't care how many atheists there are. They don't. There's no right to be free from controversy, free from things you don't like, free from religion. There's no such nonsense. And there's even in this country that we would give any attention to an organization called freedom from religion should be smacked. But, I don't care what the courts say. We don't have to listen to the courts. The courts don't tell us what to do. We tell the courts what to do. The interesting thing about this, though, Brian, is a church, the church is this suing. Is, this is in Europe, not I, here. I know, but I want you to, to elaborate on that because I was No, shocked. it's a different country. What are you talking about? I have nothing to elaborate. I don't know their laws at all, and I could give a rat's behind. They have no constitution and no legal... No formal document to run their country. Yes, they do. We talked no, about it. No, they don't. I thought we talked about no, it a couple years ago. I'll say it again. They don't. They had no constitution. None. Remember, they're all serfs and monarchs. Different past. They didn't. Ha they don't have the rights we have over here. I just found They never it, have had them. I just found it unbelievable that the, a church is suing a private company. Because what would Why happen? Why not? They do it here. Religious groups do it here all the time, which is so amazing. No, they're going after the government, not private They companies. do all the time here. What are you talking about? There's always lawsuits on the First Amendment. you got to be kidding me. No, there's nothing special about it. <laughs> but the, the only odd thing is, um, it's the Church of England. It's the official church of the government of England. Which we ran away from, <laughs> right? So we because did. they completely, uh, they completely attacked every other religion. It, they could only, if you wanted to live in England, you better be part of the, the Anglican Church because otherwise, you don't have the same rights as the people in the Anglican Church. It's a whole thing over there. It's a different world, and I don't want any of it. Why do you? Why is it some Americans want to turn this into that? Why is it that Californians that leave California and go someplace nice turn it back into California and ruin it? Why do New Yorkers leave New York and then ruin every place they go, bringing their crap with them? Why do they reinstate all the stuff they supposedly ran away from? They're like cancer. They're all progs running around just thinking no religious belief no sexual limits no it's all good it's not good it's horrible we well the government's job is supposed to be first and foremost protect your rights that's not what our government does our government tramples on our rights i don't, there's not one part of the bill of rights or the cons and the constitution meaning the before it was amended so, 
it's nothing. It, they don't do anything constitutional anymore. But that's our government. Their government, it, they, they're, look, <coughs> Europe's going down. <coughs> Are you okay? And they're trying to figure out a way for America to go down with it. Because that's the only way to get the new socialist world order, right? Yeah, I added an S. It's not NWO. It's an SWO. They were clear. They want a socialist form of government for the whole world. Yay. How many people want to live in Britain right now? I know two people. I know, I know two people, one of which fled there as citizens here. And she doesn't want to live there. It's much freer here, but she's also learned that all our freedoms are not here anymore. We don't have all our freedoms that we're supposed to have. Because she actually went and studied history in the Constitution. How many of you have done that? How many of you have in-depth studied the founding of this nation in the Constitution? Well, you just told them where to go to do that. Well, this is our two and a half, so I don't know. It could be other new people. Okay. So tell them. People come and go on radio <laughs> shows. You know? So tell them again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> If you missed, if you could figure it out from what I said, then uh, probably not one of my regular listeners. I sorry, I can't redo every show all the time. So anyway, yeah, this Church of England, uh, who cares? But I will say one thing: I, I guess they're in charge digital city cinema media. Um, the new British BBC TV shows are awesome. They blow ours away. They're making shows that we should be making. Instead, Britain's making it. We're, we're ceding everything that made America great to everybody else. TV shows. My God, really? We invented TV. We invented Hollywood. We invented jazz. We invented baseball. We invented basketball. We invented football. We invented, let's look around at all your stuff. We invented all computers, TVs, everything, all electronic stuff. We, we, America, was the one who produced them, invented and produced them. Now we don't invent nor produce. And I hear, oh, we're, we're still great. No, we're not. We're mediocre at best. We're like tapioca pudding. Well, the administration and all the progs are telling us that if we don't bring in these brown pieces of crap and I don't care how many muzzies hate us since I don't want any muzzies in the country why would I give a crap what they think about me yeah they're gonna they're saying our country will not be great anymore <laughs> it, it won't if we keep taking if we, these mutts in between the, the mutts you know don't know where your lineage is poor uneducated, useless for anything but menial labor. We don't need a we don't need that. We need we need business. We need we need to produce again. We need factories. That's not gonna happen unless we seriously roll back that monster up there. But we do that by the ground up. Until you take your school board back, there's no other election as important as that just work on that if you try and work on too many things you'll mess up and nationally just vote for the one that's going to do the least harm or that may slow things down and and then 
That's the best you could do. Don't hope for them to go up there and change everything. That's not going to happen. I mean, Cruz is about as outspoken as I've ever heard anybody be, and he hasn't made any real difference. Because you can't do anything from up there. You can't, you can only, you can do limited things. As president, he could, if, if, and he won't, if he says he's going to do it, I don't believe him. He's got to void all previous executive orders. Did he really say that? I think, I think it was just Obama's orders, but I said all, I said I would do all of them. Well, because I know Carly Fiorino said that. Yeah. But I wasn't sure Ted said it. He said a lot of things, but. Again, one person isn't going to fix this. The problem is because even if it could, we the people aren't ready. We the people are not ready. We do not understand the Constitution. We do not know what it's like to live under the Constitution. So if we don't fix that problem first, there's no changing the United States of America back to its one great self. Do you know how many progs I'm hearing over the airwaves saying that taking in this refu refugees is our constitutional duty? Show I me in the constitution. Said that. Show me in the constitution where it's our constitutional duty to bring in refugees. There's no mention of refugees, and the federal government does not granted immigration power over immigration. It doesn't exist. Show it to me in the constitution, and before you contact me and say, "What are you talking about?" It's just blank. Don't don't go with your first thought. Research it, because it'll be wrong. Well, Brian, what do you mean? Rules, uniform rules of naturalization. It's right there in the Constitution. That's right. That has nothing to do with immigration. That has to do with immigrants becoming citizens. And the states asked for that in convention, because every state had a different set of rules to become citizens for their immigrants their immigrants states brought in the immigrants states controlled immigration law how did the federal government end up with it there's been no amendment to the constitution so it still belongs legally to the states do you know how that before you go on because this is going to be a really I, I had to do this because it was really pulled on my heartstrings and we're doing a weekly morality check and I'd like to do something happy. Do you know how that came about? The history? What that history? the states were con controlling the immigration? No, that didn't come about. That was from the very beginning. Right, because when they were, when before they were states, they were colonies. And each colony would give out advertisements into Europe. The, the whoever company controlled the colony would give out advertisements over in Europe to have people come to the colony so that they would have workers and get more money for their goods. And the colonists in each colony were controlling who was coming into their colony. Right. That's how it all started. That's not how it all started. That has nothing to do. I mean, yeah, that that's kind of like where, where its origins are. Right. But the colonies, it's, it's another way to say it's state. But yes. Colonies became states. states, and that power was power was retained. Yep, under the Articles of Confederation. Yep, and it was retained in the United States Constitution by the states. Yes, it was. We did. They we didn't give it to them. If we didn't give it to them, it stays where it was. Yes, and that's. I am so glad we brought this up because I was thinking about it while this debate is going on, and, and you know, I do the Women of the Revolution show, and we talk about it all the time. Because we talk about the different populations that they were um, soliciting 
in each colony. Uh-huh. Uh, on, on top of the ones that just came here as refugees. Real refugees. Not this crap. You don't get closer to the mic when you get louder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> These are not refugees, all right? <laughs> lean, now, lean back when you get loud. Lean in those, when you get soft. Lean back when you get loud. Those soft. Are... I'm gonna have to have her do this for about <laughs> till the next show. I'm just gonna have her sit here and and go quiet, forward, loud, backwards. But that is the origins. I know where, I know, but nobody knows this. But there's Ryan. a lot. There's a lot of origins that came out of the colonies. Uh, again, you're just changing the definition of of uh, whether a colony or a state. The governments were already already formed because Britain wasn't paying attention to us. Like it's sort of like uh, they did with the prisoners over in Australia. So made it our own government, and we don't want to be part of you anymore. Our government's better than your rule. We don't want that. We're we're we are done with that. That's well, what happened. But unless a power was transferred to the general government, it didn't have it. Right, and, and it's that's the way it is legally. And a lot. And speaking of the colonies and origins, a lot of that, Brian, what you're saying was retaining was because they were already doing this for a long time in their colonies, and they were not going to give up that power. No, why would you give up the power of who you wanted to come to your state? Who Would you want productive or unproductive people? They know what they need. Uh, we need... Uh, carpenters. carpenters. We right. need uh, farm workers. Uh, we I need don't know. What could they... Uh, anything. Masons. Here. Well, yeah, masons. I mean, and and this is what the difference between the South and the North. The North needed a certain type of people that the South didn't need. The North was industrialized, right? So they had factories. So that completely different. That's that's mostly where the immigrants were that came over here because that's how you do. You start at the bottom and work your way up. When you first get here, your life ain't great. You got to work hard. But under the Constitution, not this mess here. If you work hard, you will succeed in a free market. You will succeed. And if you're a lazy lag about, then nobody's going to have anything to do with you, and you will not be successful. You'll be poor. You'll be hungry. You'll be cold until you learn to work. And you know what? They do because there was nobody around back then to give them welfare. Well, it was either you start working hard or you're going to starve to death or freeze to death. And a lot of people came over here as indentured servants. Yep. And they And they served their masters for years? Seven years. And a lot of them stayed? because they liked the lifestyle that they had and a lot of them like you said moved on and did their own businesses or whatever but there the, that story well it depended on who they were indentured to if they were a farmer indentured to somebody after seven years you're supposed to give him the land yes that was part of what they the arrangements they made um it was a black person that first violated this Oddly enough, his name was Johnson, I believe. He was the first slave owner in America, black man. And he fought for it in court and won. I still can't understand how the court could rule in such a way. You're an indentured so He came over as an indentured servant. At the end of his indentured servitude, he was supposed to be given his freedom and, and property. Well, at the end of seven years, the guy wouldn't give it to him. He went to court and uh, won. And at and invented chattels slavery in the United States of America. It was invented by a black immigrant. Not a white man. Black man. Black man with a black slave. 
yeah, Black Lives Matter. Get a load of this. I'm going to be highlighting. Actually, not so much, right? I'm going to be highlighting a woman of the revolution who helped her slave master escape, okay? I'm going to be highlighting tomorrow on the Women of the Revolution show. She Where did, can they listen to that? Uh, Talkshoe.com. Just do a search. You need group. your Talkcast ID. You I need to write it down. It. I have it right here. Well, then give it to them. But it's, pro- it's easier to do a search for Women of the it Revolution. It is. It just comes right up. The caller ID is 139-235. 139-235. They always have to have pen and paper, right? Yep. That's the talk shoe talk cast ID for the show. Right. And it'll take you right to it. But yeah, other than that, you could do a search. And her name is um, Mama Kate. Now, since she helped her, her slave owner escape from the British, he automatically gave her her freedom. And you know what? Her and her family decided to stay with them for the duration. Her children, in her will, she gave her children as slaves to his children if they wanted them. And they stayed with this family till all of them died. Nobody talks about that, Brian. She risked her life it to save. It doesn't fit their narrative. All they want is an excuse to keep black people down and uh, the, turn us into a socialist hellhole. They don't care. The ends justify the means. And she was a black woman who decided white lives matter. Well, white lives do matter. All lives matter. I, I have no idea why only Negroid minds matter. No, that, that no, that's the anthropological term for black America, for any black people. Uh, there's only three classifications. I don't remember them coming or fourth. They might have had a new one since I studied it because it's been a long time. But there was the only three. It was Caucasoid, Mongoloid, and Negroid. And of course, it's Latin for Negro, which is, which just means black. If you just, before you think it's such a na- nasty name, it just means black. There are certain traits found in Negroids, and there are certain traits in Caucasoids, and different traits in Mongoloids. Those are the Asians, the Mongoloids, the natives, were Mongoloids. Now, that kind of mixed blood stuff. But you get what I'm talking about. Don't shy away from using the proper words. Uh, we, we do science. and we do, we do things right. We don't do things politically correct on this show. What don't you get about uncooperative? Political correctness <laughs> was designed to destroy us. And when it didn't happen fast enough, they added social diversity to it. Why? Now it's social justice. Why do we want... That's been around forever. Why? Why do you want that? We're supposed to be a melting pot. Melting pot is somewhere, they're speaking of the making of iron and steel. You make it in a cauldron, you melt it down, the impurities rise to the top and get skimmed off and tossed away, and the rest of it comes together, all the different elements, to make one really good element. That was used to be our melting pot. Now, we got to have social diversity because... We can't start working together against the government as long as they keep us separated and fighting amongst themselves. They can do whatever they want. And we keep falling for it. They got to keep us separated. That's right. <laughs> but, look, it, forget racial nonsense. If you, if you constantly talk about racial issues, I don't care if you're white or you're black. If you're whining about this and complaining about that because of race, I don't want to hear it. See, I, you know, we the people created this mess. 
those people in the ghettos created the ghettos. They want to live like that. They're free not to live like that, but they choose to live like that. And who are we to say otherwise, other than the fact they're living off our money? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. That's got to end. Yes, it's unconstitutional, and it's wrong. It was, it was tried and failed all over the world. Franklin said it back in the 1700s. He said, I've traveled the world, and I've seen the way governments treat the poor in different ways. Those that make them comfortable in their poverty, they remain poor. The governments that made it uncomfortable in their poverty, they ceased to be poor. The thing to do is make people uncomfortable in their poverty so that they will climb out and get going. But we can't do that until we restore the free market because there is no market for them to go. There's already millions upon millions of millions, fifteens of millions of people out of work. I don't know how many. Uh, because they've screwed the numbers up so much. I, I really, I don't know. I know it's more than they say it is. A lot more. But the exact number or percentage I couldn't tell you because they've just fa fallen off anybody keeping track of them. But they're still there, out of work or underworked. And this guy goes around walking around spending our money like it's nothing. Of course, he doesn't appreciate anything because he's never worked for anything in his life. Again, anything worth having is worth working for. Well, I kind of went off on a... No, it's important because everybody's talking about this, Brian. We're, we are being so crushed by the big screaming talking heads on both sides. I cannot believe the crap that comes out of so-called conservative think tank talkers. Yeah, the, the emphasis on so-called. Let's be honest. Uh, look at the neocons who call themselves conservatives. They're conservatives. They're the fiscal conservative Democrats is what they are that came over and infected the Republican Party and then went crazy and started bringing in all kinds of people in the Big Ten. And now the Republican Party is as socialist. Oh, as socialists as the left, they want the same things just at a different speed. But they all want the same things. You get confused. Why are Republicans overturning? Why they said they wanted to overturn? They didn't want to overturn X, Y, or Z, Obamacare, whatever it was they promised you. They never intended to do that. They want. They all wanted that to happen. There's only a minority of people up there that aren't part of the Prague elite network. That's why they they they're not repealing it. That's why they keep funding it. They, even when they say they're against it, that makes no sense now, does it? So why is there so many people buying into it? They they're both look, old McDonald, the Weeper, most of all the elite Republicans, they're all in it with Obama. It's all circus and bread. They're not on your side. They don't represent you. They don't even give a crap about you. They think they know more than you do about what's best for us in the country. And they're gonna do what darn well whatever they want, whether we like it or not. Well, uh, that better change because it's only my experience is that the American people only take so much and you never know when that so much line is hit but when it's hit boy it, all hell breaks loose I'll point out the American Revolution they put up with a whole lot of crap right up until they didn't and then there was a revolution 
we were trying not to have a bloody revolution. So let's hope that we don't have to do that. But I got to go to a break. Send Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. <laughs> The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I, I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had any other plan except the yeah. damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal! Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to watch. She'll be all right. For a while, for a while, she can smile Until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack And it doesn't work, oh hell! You know I taught her well, you couldn't tell That she fakes crying For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brando's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Oh, well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. 
Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the room? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you want to solve this problem, I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brandon's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why did they use them to make Brando? Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Our... Three. Without a sign. Good no, there you. was no sign. <laughs> no <laughs> sign means You don't understand. I got, uh, that's why he calls me Vanna, because I'm giving him these little notes and signs when he has to do stuff. <laughs> I figured I'd just let him know, because he keeps saying about the signs. I had to say anything tonight about it. <laughs> All right, back to the weekly morality check. I guess so. Natalie Grant. I don't know where this is from. Oh, it's at the end. It's from Fox News. Natalie Grant, thankful to be called mommy. Now, I know you don't know who she is, so I'm going to read the the last paragraph because uh, I don't know if I didn't know who she was either. Okay, so she's a four-time Grammy-nominated. Natalie Grant is known for her powerful and so- soaring vocals, heart-gripping lyrics, and passionate performances, and has remained one of the top-selling Christian and gospel artists since her 2005 breakout album awaken so that's who she is breakout r-i-a-a gold certified album awaken say it all (laughs) keep going (laughs) she has since gone on to have over three million in career sales the gospel music association has named her female vocalist of the year five times and she has had multiple number ones on the billboard chart and the reason she's reading that, she forgot to put it in the copy no it is in the copy this is my copy of the copy it's not in my copy yes it is it's in the end why don't you move it in the beginning if you want it in the beginning? Because I forgot to do that, and you, I knew you wouldn't know who she was, and I didn't know who she was, and maybe a lot of the people in our audience didn't know who she was, so that's why I just read it first. Okay. Okay? Back to the story. I'll never forget the day I was told my husband and I would never be able to conceive children naturally. I received a phone call from the doctor delivering the news moments before I was to take the stage at the famed Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. I was sitting in my dressing room when the call came. 
And though I was about to sing a duet with Winona Judd, which was a dream come true, in a moment, my joy turned to grief. Now, people out there, uh, this is, she's one of the ones that you call the one percenters because, of course, she's rich and famous now. But think about that, Brian. You're about to go on stage in front of thousands of people and you get this news. Look, we're all human, you know? Yeah, I guess. Why did she take the phone call? I, right I know. That's, I'm saying to myself, what the hell? How are you going to go out on stage after hearing this? Uh, you can. I mean, you used to be a singer on stage. You know how it is before you go on. I do, too. You mean you got to calm yourself? You know what I'm saying? I never so, really paid much attention to it, frankly. Yes, we were both in bands and we were both singers. Okay, back to Natalie Grant. <clears throat> I'm thankful that it was not the end of the story. Today, by God's grace, I am a mother to three. My twin daughters are eight, and my youngest daughter is four. I'm incredibly grateful that we live in a country where I had skilled physicians and amazing advances in medicine that allowed my husband and I to conceive our twins. You do know, by just hearing she got the twins, you know what that was, right? Vitro fertilization. That's why the one woman had... Uh, like, what was it, eight kids or something? Yeah, Octomom. That's because all eight eggs implanted in her was fertilized. They can't really, they can't seem to really control it because they tend to overdo it with the eggs to try and make up for the, you know, deficiencies. So that's why you, you'll see a lot, a lot of twins and triplets with people that have vitro uh, fertilization. Or, or that might be, no, not. Not in vitro for like what's it called when they plant eggs? Oh, I can't remember anymore. But anyway, when when they artificially implant eggs, fertilized into the woman's body, and they do more than one because they expect most of them to fail, and then all of a sudden they get a woman that doesn't fail, and so then varying degrees of babies are possible. I do not believe that faith and science can be separated. So I know that it is only through God, the divine giver of life, that these miraculous medical advances are even possible. I'm so grateful that sometimes God gives us miracles we never even asked for. My third daughter was a shock and awe baby. No medical intervention, just a God wink because she was conceived naturally. I will never stop. Thank it's amazing. I know many people that are infertile after they adopt or now this case was artificially uh then for some reason they get pregnant it's kind of a it's kind of bizarre that way that happened to your aunt that raised you yep i will never stop thanking god that he allowed me to become a mother i can so vividly remember the many sleepless nights when i thought i might suffocate from the fear that i would never hear someone call me mommy and even as I reflect now, I'm reminded that there are so many women who are begged God for the same miracle and yet have not received the same answer. And the reason I put this up is because every time I hear anything about Planned Parenthood, listen to this. Hear her story. There's millions of women out there who are killing their children. Yep. Working, working for the government. That's what the government wants. Kill them off. Don't procreate. If you're white. You know, and I'm an, a retired nurse. I could never. 
I actually was offered a job at one of these places when I first got off of nursing school. And I was like, no way. And I was not as faithful as I am right now. And I was not a conservative. I could not work in the pediatric ward, but the, for a different reason, because I'm not that strong. Um, you have to be really strong to work in a pediatric ward. And I could not work in a place that was killing human life. Whether And I was a liberal at the time, but I still was a Catholic. Um, again, there's another side to these stories, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Where were we? Uh, my thoughts and prayers are constantly with those who are in the middle of this battle. And it's also sobering to me that God did, in fact, answer my prayers. And to whom much is given, much is required. I pray I steward those three little lives well. I love that phrase I always have, to whom much is given, much is required. Isn't that so much different than what Karl Marx says? And I always forget his because I don't want to remember what he has to say about anything. Well, but that's personal responsibility. No one wants that, especially the progs. Well, yeah, but the whole thing is to to uh, each to its to each to his. I know you don't abilities remember. to each to his abilities from each to their need, something like that. That's pretty close. Um, compare that to to whom much is given, much is required. It's opposite, isn't it? It's literally mirror opposite. Which one's good? Which one's evil? So I think it's evil. Don't stack me evil. <laughs> See? Oh, boy. If you don't have that attitude, uh, you're going to be sorry because that evil's going to smack you up inside the head sooner or later. Well, evil is <clears throat> dripping, as you always say every show. It's just oozing. Out of the cracks. They're everywhere. And uh, that, but again, that's how you know that it was evil it's just opposite it's the opposite of what god teaches is what Karl marx teaches big surprise but it, it just seemed that he actually took that phrase and flipped it on its head he in other words he he took it from what it, what the christians were saying and flipped it on its head for what atheist marxists are supposed to do and social justice has been around well, since at least FDR, because that's where that priest, I'm forgetting his name right now, Father Coughlin, that's, I think that's it, Father Coughlin, uh, he had his own very popular Catholic TV show that went around the world. He had millions and millions of listeners. And then he started a, a paper called Social Justice. And he started talking less and less about religion, more and more about social justice. And he was pushing it as social justice is Christian and Catholic, which is, it's the, that's absolutely not. It's the opposite again. Here we go, upside down and backwards world. Uh, we need to, we need to get this world righted and back on its feet again. Then I can, and it can happen. It's going to be hard work, but it can happen. Where was I now? Oh, my heart is consistently grateful that I gave birth to three children, and I am regularly in awe, even when the nights are long and the cups of coffee are many. Being a mother is the greatest and hardest thing I will ever do, but my heart is maybe a bit more reflective as of late, because I recently returned to the Ryman Auditorium 
to perform and found myself in the exact same dressing room where that initial call came. Only this time, my three little miracles were running around in it. The last time I was there, I quietly sobbed in a corner. This time, however, the sound of girlish giggles filled the air as my daughters swirled and danced in the room. Earlier that same day, my husband had the honor of baptizing our twin daughters at our home church. It was a day for the books, and my heart was then, as it is now, bubbling with gratitude and thankfulness that even on the hardest of parenting days, I am a mother. See, Prague women, you're not supposed to be proud of being a mother. You're supposed to be proud of being something else. Four-time Grammy. Oh, you read this. I love. No why this was is, that the end? This was to Prague women. This is an abomination. But I hate to tell you, being a mother and a wife is the most important job on this planet. Yep. No arguments here. For women. For men, obviously, it'd be husband. And father. and father. Yep. All right. From cnsnews.com, the taxpayer-funded Smithsonian Institute's National Portrait Gallery has added a photo of a transgender sex worker to its Struggle for Justice civil rights exhibit. What the hell is Transgender going on? Transgender sex workers? What is going on with Power the to the sex workers. They're going to unionize the sex workers. They're going to legalize it. Wait, it already is legal, except... No, mo no, only one state. I think only one state, Nevada. Yep. But not Las Vegas. Everyone says Las Vegas, Nevada. You're not allowed... Prostitutes aren't allowed nope. to work inside the city limits, although sometimes they do. The ones that are independent and don't go work in the brothels in the counties where they belong. It's not a it's not a bad job, and they don't need to be unionized. They're getting paid quite well. They can do whatever they want. They can come and go as they please. They can choose. They can choose to accept or not to accept a customer, a client, whatever you want to call. And uh, I've I've seen interviews with them. They love it. They make lots of money. Some of them put themselves through through schools. Some of them put themselves through school and then still do it because they like it. I don't no, look. Uh, it's not the government's job to control sin. Understand that. And to do so is a sin. God granted us free will. If you take away, if you're involved in taking away the free will of anybody, you have violated God's will. So stop with your social engineering and stick to protecting our rights against violations from others. Especially the government. And I'm done with the word civil rights. I can't stand it. Everything the progs come up with, the, the labels mean nothing like they're supposed to mean. Social justice is social injustice. Civil rights are government rights that are actually taking away rights and giving rights. The photograph depicts Sylvia Rivera described as having been a trans woman sex worker along with her partner, Julie Moray, and activist Christina Hayworth. The photograph was taken at a rally prior to the 2000 Gay Pride Parade in New York City. 
New York City. Okay, before you go on, I have a question here, Brian. Uh oh. Doesn't the Smithsonian get federal funds? Yes. So isn't sex workers illegal? Isn't sex worker illegal with what? With the federal government. No. Federal government doesn't have any rules at all about sex. Why in a in a museum that's supposed to be why would you put a sex worker up there? If you're going to put a transgender anything, why is it a sex worker? Because the homosexuals insist on being represented everywhere, as if they're the the majority of Americans. It's ridiculous. This having this there is a, is an affront, and frankly, it shouldn't be that way. No government money should go for this crap anyway, but. A forerunner in the fight against gender identity discrimination, Silvia Rivera worked the Dicey Times Square District as a trans woman sex worker after she was cast out by a family as a teenager. Says the description of the photo posted in the gallery. Again, all LGBTQ people have brain problems. They have emotional problems. They have psychological damage. Why do you, how do you think that she became a trans, he became a transgender sex worker? Because he was a teenager on the streets. And dressing up as a woman obviously got him more clients than just being a, a man. Because I don't know why. It seems that homosexuals, uh, want little boys. They don't want men. Just so you, just the way it used to be in New York City. Just, just an observation. I can't say it's, the world over, but Trevor is bizarre. So does Fuzzy Muzzies. Well, Fuzzy Muzzies will have sex with anything, including a goat. <laughs> a forerunner in the fight against gender identity discrimination, Sylvia Rivera worked the dicey. I just did that. Blah, 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 blah. She was there in 1969 at the turning point of the modern LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender struggle for equal rights when patrons of the Stonewall Inn violently rebuffed the police raid. LGBT. Wow, that's so wonderful. That was the turning point. Let's go back and change that. <laughs> Let's go back in time fix that. Politicized by this experience, Rivera campaigned with the Gay Activist Alliance, GAA. They're not gay. They're not at all happy. In urging the city to enact a non-discrimination ordinance, the discrimination, uh, the description says, However, facing racism and discrimination as a Latina gender, no, you're a Latino gender, by the mainly white male GAA leadership, she began to work with the homeless teenagers, co-founding the militant group, The Shelter Star. I said militant group and Shelter Star. Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. I wouldn't mind having a battalion of them, you know, to send it to battle, but other than that, that's just disgusting. In the 1990s, Rivera was embraced as one of the fundamental figures of the LGBT movement, the description says. The struggle for justice. No, it's the struggle to be mentally deranged. The struggle to keep us psychologically broken. So, I guess it's a struggle for injustice. 
exhibit also features images of the iconic civil rights leaders, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks. And by the way, the police were sent there not because they were LGBT. They were sent there because of prostitution and they did a raid. It had nothing to do with their her being a transgender and LGBT. It had to do with prostitution being illegal. Any prostitution. The photo of Rivera is part of the exhibit's presentation of homosexual rights. That's their real label. As part of the civil rights movement in the United States, they are not part of the black civil rights movement. That they are, The black people hate them and are pissed at them and reject the notion that they could be put on equal footing with being discriminated against because of the color of your skin, not because of the choice of you wanting to be a sex worker, transgender or otherwise. You know who else is in this exhibit? Margaret Sanger. We reported on that. They're oh, all yeah. lumped together. Oh, more with Martin Luther King Jr. Look, if you're going to do this, then remove him. Oh, got to show both sides of everything, Susan. You can't be that way. This is a museum. This isn't a place for politics, even though they're playing politics. Really, what history are they showing us about the homosexuals? Show me real history. What What's so important to put them in the most important museum? What? What have they contributed? What? I'm sorry. Standing up for being a transgender prostitute is a little ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's a civil right. You have the civil right to be a prostitute. Of course you don't. I think, my personal opinion, what two people do behind closed doors, not walking on streets, what two people do behind closed doors is their own business. Even if it's business. It, the, I don't know of any state constitution that gave that kind of power, but I haven't read them all. Now, one day I probably will, but it's not today. Anyway, so it, let's go on more about what's so important. In a video at the gallery, footage of protests by homosexuals are featured. Big deal. Homosexuals marching on the street. Well, you get people marching in the street all the time. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, in a video gallery, footage of protests by homosexuals are featured, including a speech by playwright and gay activist rights, Larry Kramer, who said homosexual men are being intentionally allowed to die from HIV AIDS and called it a genocide. Intentionally. A, a, a disease we have no idea where it came from. We have no idea. No idea how to deal with it. And we're intentionally allowing him to die. You know, people die before cures are found. It happens all the time. And we still haven't found a cure, by the way. Just a very expensive cocktail to keep them alive. If you can call that life. The online information about the Rivera photograph uh, states that it was acquired in March 2015 and made possible through the support of the Latino Initiatives Pool, administered by the Smithsonian Latino Center. Oh, is there a Smithsonian White Center? I want to know now. Because if not, that has to be shut down. That's not equal. That's not equal. Uh, we don't have a white section just for whites. Oh, a few stories about whites. Oh, are you admitting that we made all the history? Thank you. You're right. White people have... A long history of... Making history. That's right. 
we were making history before you were. And to have someone stand up and actually say, I heard a black actor say that while we were in caves, they were building, I forget whatever it was. There was the pyramids. I don't know what they were doing. No, <laughs> no, I know. I just threw that in. In other words, they were, it could be we were behind anything. the black the black people of the world invented the stuff and were, were so far ahead of us. We we're like just poor white people in caves. Okay. Well, let's, let's buy into that. How did you end up back in the cave? Uh, we're not back in the cave. Why are you back in the cave? Welfare's the cave. Why are you in the cave? If you were already advanced, far advanced, I'd like to, there's nothing advanced about it in African culture. Nothing. It was tribal when the white man found it, and after white man left, it went back to it again. Everything that was built while Whitey was in charge was destroyed, just like the stupid Palestinians with the uh, what, what was that? The West Bank. They, they, the Jews left it, gave it to them stupidly, and uh, they took it, destroyed everything there. They had greenhouses there, all set up. They were, they were providing food commercially. I mean, they had food. They were providing food. Everything was functional. All they had to do was walk in and take over. So what did they do? Destroy it all and then just sit around waiting for those packages to arrive from the United Nations so they could eat. Palestinians are nothing but welfare mutts of the world. They shouldn't be given a second thought. They choose to live the way they choose to live. Don't think otherwise. Those, they, if they get Israel, it will be turned into a dust bowl. <clears throat> but, anyway. Uh, on October the 26th, NPG posted a blog about the new photograph entitled, Welcome to the Collection, Sylvia Rivera. The three women are shown, oh, by the way, uh, Bruce Jenner, I'm never going to call you anything else, Bruce. And I bet there's some women named Caitlin who wish you'd shut up. The three women are shown hands interlocked, sitting on a stone wall with a sign at their feet that reads, Respect trans people slash men, the blog said. Respect trans well, if you act like a respectable person, we'll treat you with respect. If you act like you're not a respectable person, you don't get treated like respect, regardless of your labeling. The photograph captures a somewhat atypical scene for Pride Weekend. Rather than the bustling energy of the parade with crowds and celebration and half-naked men gesticulating and kissing and on and on it goes, this captures a moment of tranquil friendship and unity, the blog said. The three women are shown joined together in the movement to ensure equal protection for the transgender community. What do you, you get no you get no special protection because you're transgender and you're a homosexual. You're just asking that you not be arrested for being a transgender prostitute. But prostitution is against the law. No, no, I'm not going to go down that road. I, I, I shouldn't be against the law. I don't really care. But it is. They're asking for special treatment. They're not asking for equal treatment. They never ask for equal treatment. Pay attention. They always ask for super rights over everything and everybody else. 
According to Bethany Bentley, spokeswoman for NPG, oh my God, she said spokeswoman. That's sexist. Spokesperson. Wow. A non-PC spokesperson. The decision to include the photograph was made by MPG director Kim Sajet. The photograph was purchased from photographer Luis Carla, Carl, Carl. But the gallery does not disclose the cost of its acquisitions, Bentley said. That is the whitest name I have heard in a long time. Bethany Bentley. Yeah. That is a guilty white liberal right there. Sounds like an English person. Why? Because, I don't know, because they made the Bentley, I guess. I, or they were always driving them. Guilty white liberal. The photograph, no. Oh, no. Activists are guilty. Just fighting for justice. A justice warrior. A social justice warrior. You see how they, that's how they pumped themselves up. Anyway. Uh, social justice coward. The photograph was installed in September as part of its quote-unquote paper rotation protocol where light-sensitive pieces are protected by limited time on exhibit. It will remain on exhibit for six months, according to Bentley. Rivera, who was stricken with liver cancer, passed away on February the 19th, 2002, according to her obituary in the New York Times. Now, you're taking your kid to this Smithsonian Institute Museum. Oh, I'd never take my kids to any of these places, not in a million years. Everything you need to learn is right there on the computer. And I've been to the Smithsonian when I went to Washington, D.C. They did not have any of these kinds of... They didn't have it back then. They We covered that when they started politicizing the um, the museums on DC, in, you know, in D.C. What do they call it? On the Mall. But that was back in the 80s when I went. Times have changed. I mean, the For only... the worst. <laughs> not, tell, someone tell me how our country's gotten better. In the last 50 years. How has it gotten better? Bringing all these people in are going to make us better, Brian. No, it'll do just what Tommy the Commies and the Socialists said they were going to do. In the Well, they're progs, excuse me, progressives. So they're going to overwhelm us with poor, stupid, uneducated people as immigrants. So they don't know that we're, the government's not supposed to give them stuff. They think the government is supposed to give them stuff. Everybody south of the border almost is a socialist. All the poor, which is almost everybody, uh, south of the border, they're a for, they're socialists. And they vote for populist candidates, which is why uh, they're, everywhere they live is a hellhole. Don't worry, they're going to make this a hellhole too. We're, we're going to redistribute that pain. That's all they can do, actually. Uh-oh, this day in history is missing. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, do you want to tell the folks about before you move on? I guess I should. Yes. Well, if you want to listen to us live, you can listen to us Sundays and Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard or Daylight Time, whichever the case may be. That's live. And if you want to interact with the show, there is a chat that you can, it's sort of like an instant messenger for the show. Uh, if you want to interact and say stuff to us or whatever, you can just use that. There's no chat room, so to speak. 
There is no way to call the show yet in the future, most definitely, but definitely not yet. It's just too much money to set up the studio to bring in phone calls to me. And, you know, I'm running out of time anyway. I'm probably going to have to do a four-hour show so I can take calls. I just, you know, it must be easy to do shows for these other guys to do not but take callers. I mean, really, how hard could it be? You don't have to run the whole show. You don't have to be on all the time. Anyway, uh, let's see. Since we don't have a spiel yet for some reason, and half of it was ripped off the walls, uh, to where, where can you find our shows? Well, you can listen and download all our shows at uncooperativeradio.com, and you can get any kind of app for any kind of device you need there to listen to the show. Um, we're also rebroadcast on Red State Talk Radio. That's redstatetalkradio.com, where they have 24-7 conservative talk radio with two studios, Studio A and Studio B. About 40 shows right now uh, on 24-7. So if you specifically want to listen to our show there, we're on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And if you don't have the bandwidth to listen you know, the, on the Internet, we got you covered. There is a free phone number you can call 24-7 to listen to Conservative Talk Radio free of charge. If your carrier charges notwithstanding. So make sure you know what your carrier's pricing is. I, I know nights and weekends is usually free. Uh, 605-562-4209. 605-562-4209. Studio B, our shows rebroadcast Sunday, 12 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, I mean, 8 p.m. Eastern. And the 24-7 listener line is 518-712-0045. 518-712-0045. Fret not if you forgot the pencil and paper because uh, it's all on redstatetalkradio.com. You can see the schedules of the shows. You can see who's on Studio A, Studio B. It'll get the 24-7 listener lines. They have apps there as well if you want to listen to uh, Red State Talk Radio on your apps. They have apps for you there. You can also listen to our show on iTunes, um, SoundCloud. Don't try to remember. It's going to make your head hurt. I need to write them all down. Yeah, that's what you do so that I can do this and have it written. Uh, basically, do it. You can just do a, a really an internet search for uncooperative radio or the uncooperative radio show. It, it'll pop up all over the place. Yeah, there's some. There's numerous blogs that I have players up on. There's all kinds of ways you could listen to the show. So pick your favorite. Oh, talk show. That's the other one. We're still on talk show. I I upload the recordings up there. If you want, if you're a talk shoe person like listening on talk shoe, you'll still be listening on talk shoe. Uh, and I, it, it, there's other places I just can't remember. I really do. I really will write it down. I keep forgetting. So back to the show. This day in history from history.com. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States is assassinated while traveling through Dallas, Texas, in an open-top convertible. First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy rarely accompanied her husband on political outings, but she was beside him along with Texas Governor John Connolly and his wife. 
for a 10-mile motorcade through the streets of downtown Dallas on November 22nd. Sitting in a Lincoln convertible, the Kennedys and Connellys waved at the large and enthusiastic crowds gathered along the parade route. As their vehicle passed the Texas School Book Depository Building at 12.30 p.m., Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly fired three shots from the sixth floor, fatally wounding President Kennedy and seriously injuring Governor Connolly. Kennedy was pronounced dead 30 minutes later at Dallas's Parkland Hospital. He was 46 years of age. They debunked this whole thing. No, they really haven't. They Yet? debunked all the debunking. Even with the mafia thing? They, they've been debunking. Yeah, it, I mean, we did, but I, that's not, no one's talking about that. Someone wrote a whole book. I can tell you one thing. There's no way. He wasn't that good a shot. That's the problem I have. He had a bolt-action sniper rifle. He, any rifle could be a sniper rifle. But I mean, one probably was probably a caliber around 308, something like that. I don't remember. But he had to fire three rapid shots at a moving target from the sixth floor. And I forget how many yards that was away. Just firing those three on a moving target. Most people can never do that. That's a that's an experienced sniper pulling a shot off like that. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that practice. He wasn't that. He didn't even have that rifle that long. Remember, he ordered from mail order, and he's the reason we no longer can order guns mail order to our home. You can order them, but they have to go to a dealer, go through a dealer. Before, just like it's just like Sears and Roebuck catalog, you just purchased the rifle that came in the mail. I had no idea that's why we can't do it anymore. Yep. After that, they passed it. You can no longer do that. Which is an unconstitutional law. Correct. Cannot be infringed. Must. Oh, shall not be infringed. Shall again means must. It's the. It's an absolute. And infringed means touched in any way. So no laws at all. There are no reasonable restrictions on our inalienable rights. Otherwise, God would have done it. Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson. I always like throwing the B in there because uh, in my head it stands for bullshit, Johnson. Who was three cars behind President Kennedy in the motorcade was sworn in as the 36th President of the United States at 2.39 p.m. My theory on this is very simple. The globalists, the, the, the global elites... They were around even back then. JFK was not doing progressive things. He lowered the income tax. He went to Germany, spoke with them, learned about the Austrian School of Economics, came back and impl started implementing cutting, cutting taxes on the rich, uh, lowering taxes across the board, really. Because he knew that lowering taxes would increase productivity, and that's what he was want. That's what he wanted. You know, and we're always talking about the founding fathers rolling in their graves if they saw what the country was like. JFK is rolling in his grave when he's looking at the Democratic Party. He, he'd have to party. run in the Republican Party right yeah, now, really? and as a conservative. Exactly, he's in his grave with what the Democratic rolling around because of what the Democratic Party has become. He wouldn't even believe that a candidate would say he was openly a socialist. Uh, I, I could say that obviously the Democrats back then weren't because one, just being just getting a lesson on economics in Germany and Austria, he came back with a whole new tax plan, a whole new whole new way of looking at it. 
See, a lot of people, JFK, that's what you JFK Democrats now, because fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. That really wasn't JFK either, uh, but not, nowhere near like people, politicians are today. He was not a socialist. But those days are gone. The Democrat Party is now completely taken over. It should just relabel itself the Socialist Party. Be done with it. Uh, there's a socialist running for in the primaries to represent the Democratic Party in the next election. Excuse me, Democrat Party. Anyway, so let's get back to it. Right. Uh, Johnson, who was three cars behind President Kennedy in the motorcade, was sworn in as the 36th President of the United States at 2.39 p.m. He took the presidential oath of office aboard Air Force One as it sat on a runway at Dallas Love Field Airport. The swearing-in was witnessed by some 30 people, including Jacqueline Kennedy, who was still wearing clothes stained with her husband's blood. Yeah, I got a, I got a, a few things on Jacqueline, too. That I Jacqueline K. Don't say anything bad about her. Yeah. Hmm. Why would she be at, why would she be here to swear again? And not with her husband. Or even at the hospital. Why wasn't she with her husband? Yeah, why wasn't she in the ambulance with, the hus with her husband? Why is she attending his swear again? Doesn't it make you wonder? That maybe the demon crap party had him assassinated? And that his own wife was in on it? I'm sorry, she should be crying? She should be in She'd be going with him to the hospital, not going to Air Force One and seeing the swearing in of his vice president. And even if he... Who leaves... she shouldn't even like because Kennedy didn't like Johnson. Kennedy and Johnson didn't get along at all. And suddenly Johnson's president. Hmm. Hmm. How could that happen? It was just a coincidence. Oh, sure it was. Look, I don't believe in coincidence. Let me put it no, that way. And everything that's going on in this country right now, how do we know it didn't start all the way back then? It was started all back then. Before then, actually. But this kind of put it in into hyperdrive. Like, well, you better keep, you better be a good little progressive, and we're gonna whack you. <clears throat> so anyway, seven minutes later, the presidential jet took off for Washington. The next day, November the twenty third, President Johnson issued his first proclamation, declaring November twenty fifth to be a day of national mourning for the slain. Can someone tell me why we stopped writing the day with TH, like November 25th, not November 25, November 23, that's the 23rd. I remember learning stuff in like elementary school. Paid writers, start acting like you're professional. And unplayed writers, bloggers, please behave like you are anyway. Even if you're not, act like you're getting paid to do but a good job. But look at how, and you're right. Look at how fast this all happened. Thirty minutes, and then he was sworn in. Then he flew back in the same day. Then the next day he did the proclamation, and then two days later Kennedy was buried and gone. How freaking that wasn't even a week. Suspicious, no? Way too fast. How in God's name? I mean, we're never look. We're never going to prove. Who, who I really know, shot him? I, know. I, I can tell you, I do not believe Oswald. I, I don't like conspiracy theories. I cannot believe he was capable of that. And I don't find it just interesting, interestingly coincident that while he was being transferred as a prisoner 
Ruby comes up with all those cops around, shoots him dead right on the spot, and then he gets shot on the spot. No witnesses. Come on now, that's too much crap. That's just too much. That was the last straw for me. They didn't want Oswald talking for whatever reason. That I believe in, and that just makes sense. It's just putting. It's just logic. When President Reagan died, he was laid out for two full days. I watched the whole friggin' thing. Man, he was just shot in the head. But, but that's not the point. But I, I remember seeing this it in recordings. He, the, the when he was on display, he, he looked. They did a good job. He didn't look like he was shot in the head at all. He wasn't ever put on display. You're gonna read it. He just went. God, read it. Well, read it. I, I don't. What I mean on display, but I mean when they first funeral, they they did. I remember seeing uh, the casket, but it was a it was like a glass over it. No, 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 no. Read. This is okay. what happened. I may be wrong. I was a kid. I'm remembering. You were a baby. Actually, I was. I think I was born yet. But no, I, I, but growing up, they kept playing it over and over again. So since my childhood, my family was always watching this JFK remembered stuff, where where they went, they showed, you know, went through the whole thing, showed the camera getting shot. But that was after the fact, you know. Anyway, where was I in this when you rudely interrupted? It said on Monday. On Monday, hundreds of thousands of people lined the streets of Washington to watch a horse-drawn caisson bear Kennedy's body from the Capitol Rotunda to St. Matthew's Catholic Cathedral for a requiem mass. The solemn procession then continued on to Arlington National Cemetery, where leaders of the 99 nations gathered for the state funeral. It would have said closed coffin right here. So I don't know if they did it or not. My memory would be, is subject when I was a child, uh, so I'm not sure. But if they were going to say it one way or another, they would have had to say it in here because it would have happened at the cathedral is where the funeral was. That's where I would have saw but the I'm casket. But I'm saying that this was like maybe three days after he was shot. Yeah, you already That's made like, that Dawn, point. We're Dawn, not going to keep – hey, hey, don't beat your conspiracy <laughs> theories to death. It's just a conspiracy theory. Let it go. The solemn procession that continued on the cemetery where leaders of 99 nations gathered for the state funeral. Kennedy was buried with full military honors on a slope below Arlington House, where an eternal flame was lit by his widow to forever mark the grave. Lee Harvey Oswald, born in New Orleans in 1939, joined the U.S. Marines in 1956. He was discharged in 1959 and nine days later left for the Soviet Union where he tried unsuccessfully to become a citizen. Wow, the Soviet Union wouldn't even take him, really? He worked in Minsk and married a Soviet woman and in 1962 was allowed to return to the United States with his wife and infant daughter. In early 1963, he bought a 38 revolver and a rifle with a telescopic sight by mail order. And on April the 10th in Dallas, he allegedly shot at and missed former U.S. Army General Edwin Walker, a figure known for his extreme right-wing views. Later that month, Oswald went to New Orleans and founded a branch of the Fair Play for Cuba Committee. That's, that's something similar to that. It's just been created again. Now they're trying to normalize uh, the way we deal with immigration from Castroland. Ah, he's going to bring in Cubans now, too? But they won't be the Cubans that escape. They'll be the Cubans that they want us to have. That's not good. 
Anyway, that was a pro-Castro organization. In September 1963, he went to Mexico City, where investigators alleged that he attempted to secure a visa to travel to Cuba or return to the USSR. In October, he returned to Dallas and took a job at the Texas School Book Depository Building. Less than an hour after Kennedy was shot, Oswald killed a policeman who questioned him on the street near his rooming house in Dallas. Thirty minutes later, Oswald was arrested in a movie theater by police responding to reports of a suspect. He was formally arranged, arranged, arraigned on November the 23rd for the murders of President Kennedy and Officer J.D. Tippett. On November the 24th, Oswald was brought to the basement of the Dallas Police Headquarters on his way to a more secure county jail. A crowd of police and press with live television cameras rolling gathered to witness his departure. As Oswald came into the room, Jack Ruby emerged from the crowd and fatally wounded him with a single shot from a concealed thirty-eight revolver. I know what you're saying. The same one Oswald bought by mail order, but thirty-eight revolvers were common back then. Most people carried And again, revolvers. this all happened in less than one month, in a week. Yeah, it went pretty fast. Holy Ruby, moly. who was immediately detained, claimed that rage at Kennedy's murder was the motive for his actions. Some called him a hero, but he was nonetheless charged with first-degree murder. Jack Ruby, originally known as Jacob Rubenstein, operated strip joints and dance halls in Dallas and had minor connections to organized crime. He features prominently in Kennedy assassination theories, and many believe he killed Oswald to keep him from revealing a larger conspiracy. In his trial, Ruby denied the allegation and pleaded innocent on the grounds that his great grief over Kennedy's murder had caused him to suffer psychomotor epilepsy and shoot Oswald unconsciously. The jury found uh, Ruby guilty of murder with malice and sentenced him to die. Even back then, Texas, send him die. <laughs> psychomotor epilepsy. That's like the Twinkie, uh, the, tw the Twinkie defense. Uh, you must remember the Twinkie defense. This is now, this is now part of case law, you know. Someone claimed the, the reason that I forget who murdered what or what or how or which gender we're talking, but whoever the person was, uh, said they, they ate a, just, they were just living on Twinkies and they, the defense show, showed that that much sugar could cause psycho motor epilepsy, I guess, <laughs> something like that. Uh, it was, it made him temporarily crazy from eating so much sugar and the jury actually bite it. They bought it. They they found him not guilty. So now it is actually a defense you can use today because, after all, it's case law. I ate too many Twinkies. I had too much sugar. Too much caffeine. I don't know. <laughs> Anything could be used for murder. Let's be honest. If you're murdering somebody, somebody's probably pushed you way beyond the point of your endurance for the average person. I don't really want to get into the larger conspiracies of it, but in October 1966, the Texas Court of Appeals reversed the decision on the grounds of improper admission of testimony and the fact that Ruby could not have received a fair trial in Dallas at the time. In January 1967, while awaiting a new trial to be held in Wichita Falls, Ruby died of lung cancer in a Dallas hospital. 
This is fun stuff, isn't it? <laughs> uh, look, didn't we just say all the cameras were there? This was all done on film. You can see it today. Him killing, right? Oswald, right on film. What other evidence do you need? Well, you watched him do it. <laughs> and with a bunch of police officers and camera crews as witnesses. Also convenient. The official Warren Commission report of 1964 concluded that neither Oswald nor Ruby were part of a larger conspiracy, either domestic or international, to assassinate President Kennedy. Despite its seemingly firm conclusions, the report failed to silence conspiracy theories surrounding the event, and in 1978, the House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded in a preliminary report that Kennedy was probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy. That may have involved multiple shooters and organized crime. The committee's findings, as with those of the Warren Commission, continue to be widely disputed. In other words, nobody can prove anything. But we do know one thing. We know Oswald was in that room with a rifle and probably did shoot at the president. We don't, I don't know if proof they ever hit him. Did the ballistics match the gun? I've never heard anything about the ballistics. Well, if you get all the bullets back and you're saying there's more than one shooter, well, the ballistics can't all match the same gun now, can they? No, they can't. Okay, that was a rhetorical question. Anyway, uh, to this day, I don't care who shot Kennedy. I have more important problems. And uh, one, well, just worrying that some crazy guy is going to whack this president and cause some knee-jerk reactions to throw us further into the progressive cesspool of hell. Again from History.com, on this day in 1783, John Hansen, the first president of the Continental Congress under the Articles of Confederation, dies in his home state of Maryland. Hansen, uh, he was the first president of the United States of America. See, they're going to say it's a misnomer. Well, it, well, if on, it says on this day in 1983, John Hansen, the first president of the Continental Congress under the Articles of Confederation, that would make him the first president of the United States. Articles of Confederation where we were named the United States. There were, but it's not going to be that. See, but they're not going to use that. They're going to say, okay, yeah, well, he's the first president of the Continental Congress under the Articles of Confederation, but not the actual president of the Articles of Confederation. So... This is a dispute that's been going on for a while. Uh, it's not worth caring about. But just know for trivia, if someone asks you who's the first president of the United States, the answer is not George Washington. He's the first president of the United States under the Constitution. However, we had presidents of the United States under the Articles of Confederation. That And the first one of them would be the first president of the United States. I, I say Hansen is not was not because it wasn't technically it was still part of the Continental Congress, and uh, that wasn't that wasn't establishing the United States yet. The United States was established under the Articles of Confederation, and then later uh, they made a convention to fix all the in the inadequacies of the Articles and make a stronger general government that could deal with the duties of being the general government. Um, so, anyway, uh, now you're going to have to look up for yourself because I have to go.
It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're at it. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.